The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Squad Wipe Gaming. I am one half of your hosts here and in Greg Knowlton, a.k.a. Sega, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus Shade. And we are here today, uh, closing out April. Um, we have some exciting esports stuff to talk about, and then we're going to hop in to a special subject today that is near and dear to both of our hearts. Uh, but first... Let's talk esports. Let's talk. Um, so Valorant had their first invitational. I've been talking a ton about this game. Um, like I said, I'm a Riot fan. I'm excited for this game to come out. And the first invitational was actually won um, by Team Canyon, I believe. Uh, yes, Team Canyon, led by Keller in an upset fashion. This team wasn't supposed to win at all. Uh, and they actually dazzlingly um, won with the pick of Cypher in day three. Uh, so that is pretty huge. Um, I guess uh, Team Heroes went back and forth, and they actually uh, it got tied up to six and six at the end of, um, of 12 rounds. And finally, they were able to wrap it uh, in 24 rounds. Um, that Damn. Team Canyon advanced to the final. So they didn't win it. I apologize. They advanced to the final of the, uh, the ESPN Valorant Invitational. Um, and then in similar news uh, on Riot, the US LCS split, spring split, just came to a close um, with Cloud9 only dropping one loss in the three rounds they or the three matches they played, um, getting nine total wins, only dropping one loss to EG and sweeping FlyQuest uh, to to take the split. Um, just Cloud9 is just absolutely untouchable and just running through everybody. Um, FlyQuest lost to Evil Geniuses. Went into the loser round, looked like they were going to come back, um, did gather a, a whole bunch of losses. Uh, but yeah, they, they got completely swept by Cloud9 in three rounds. So yeah, Cloud9 is looking great this year. I'm really interested to see how they look once they get to the world stage. Um, you know, the US teams always struggle on the world's end, but if they're playing as well as they are, they might actually have a chance. So that is what I have. Uh, what else is going on in esports this month? Um, well, there's there's actually quite a few things. There was uh, who the hell played? Um, the like we talked about before with with everything going on, you have a lot of the uh, like the NASCAR is doing the digital races and stuff, and you're getting yeah. NBA players playing NBA players and stuff. Um, there was another, I forgot which game it was. Um, I think it was like someone from. It was like someone from the NBA versus somebody from uh, um, the NFL playing played like baseball or something like that. I know there's another one that's supposed to be coming up in a couple of weeks. It's like uh, it is going to be in the one Tiger Woods game. Uh, it, it's Tom Brady and somebody else versus another duo playing uh, uh, playing Tiger Woods golf, and it's going to be on ESPN. I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, so you cool. got. Yeah, you got that. That's been going on, um, which has actually been pretty neat because I've been hearing about that in, like the regular news um, for like local radio channels and stuff. Picked it up, not just gaming stuff because it's it's some kind of sports. I mean, it's digital. It's not not big teams or whatever, but it is some kind of sports, and they're they're yeah. doing a lot of charity events with it, which is nice. But uh, for here, here's uh, a cool one: uh, Gretzky and Ovechkin 
played yes. NHL 20 against each other to raise uh, more than $40,000. Um, wow, which is pretty crazy for coronavirus yeah. relief. And then it was, uh, you know, there's a ton of players playing. Um, Marquise Brown from the Chargers was playing against uh, one of the players from the Ravens. Uh, so, you know, everyone's coming together. DeAndre Hopkins is playing, like, was on and streaming. Um, so you have people all over the place, you know, kind of doing this, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's been uh, been interesting to see, and I know the uh, the, the Gretzky one. Um, they had uh, like their kids and stuff involved with it, helping them out and stuff like that too. So it's it's pretty neat. Um, but for actual esports, where the the professionals in gaming get to play, uh, you have the Call of Duty League. They have uh, actually right before we started recording this, I was watching some of the, the like pre-show for this weekend. The 24th to the 26th is the uh, Chicago Huntsman Home Series. Uh, what Call of Duty is doing is every few weeks they're doing different series through the different cities to like spotlight the the teams and stuff out of those out of those cities. Um, and you have games all Friday. Uh, you have the first game is Atlanta Phase versus uh, the London Royal Ravens. Uh, game two is Los Angeles Gorillas versus Seattle Surge. Game three is Optic uh, Optic Game Los Angeles, Optic Gaming Los Angeles. Sorry, versus uh, Dallas Empire, and uh, those those are the the different. Uh, it's, it's four, five thirty, and then seven. So there's be there's multiple game types. There's like uh, Search and Destroy, mm-hmm. um, and the Hutzman yeah. versus uh, the New York Subliners as well. Yes, yes. Uh, sorry. Um, and that's okay, at eight thirty, and and then that will determine the uh, Saturday's lineup. Uh, for the bracket for that, and then I'll go into the, the final game for Sunday, um, which is really cool because they're, they're spotlighting them. I mean, they're not doing their normal tournaments how they would usually be doing them, but they are still doing them, and watching the gameplay is just amazing to see how some of these, these guys can play these games. Um, yeah. And there's there's really no sports. I mean, ESPN has just been reruns and old games and interviews and the 30 for 30s and stuff, and if you watch any of the MLG stuff, it's like watching actual sports because they have the commentary that goes back and forth and in depth backgrounds where some of these kids came from and like what brought them into the leagues and stuff. So it's actually pretty entertaining to watch. Um, yeah. And then you also have this weekend is on Saturday. Uh, you have, I'm not even going to go through all the, the, the teams because they're every hour or two, there's, there's a different uh, series yeah. going on. Uh, Overwatch has uh, all kinds of stuff. Um, if you go to MLG.com, you can find the schedule on there and uh, like the Call of Duty League.com, it, it shows you and that actually gives you the link uh, straight to their stream on YouTube. Which There's is also nice. full esports calendar uh, right on ESPN. Um, so where it says NFL, yep. NBA, MLB, like actually, there's actually an esports line there as well. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, the sh- they're, they're, people are finally seeing the value of the uh, esports stuff that's been shunned for so many years. It's been getting yeah. bigger and bigger. I mean, if, with the graphics in some of these games, it's it's like looking at the actual professional players yeah. for some of them. Yeah, so, that's one of the things. It used to be, back in the day, like with streaming and stuff, it wasn't as entertaining. It wasn't as clear. You couldn't, like, really yeah. have an arena. You had to be, like, really into it. Yeah. Yeah, well, also, it was like you would go and, like, watch them play on like a poorly ported screen, you know, and it was mm-hmm. never anything crazy. They'd be all behind their computers. They couldn't do what they could do today. Um, so they are, it is cool to see that. Um, but yeah. And I want to see what so, the, uh, the Vegas, the uh, Las Vegas betting is going to be for the esports. What's that? Finally yeah, picks it's, it's, it's going <laughs> it's it's to jump funny. right now. Cause no one else has anything to. Yeah, on. exactly. Uh, other than that, quick drops real quick. Uh, just to close out the month, there was a couple games that came out as of recording um, up until the day this releases. So I'm not going to get too much into the May releases or into the May releases at all right now, but I do want to mention, um, you know, just the five games that are coming out, like I said. Uh, MotoGP dropped on all consoles, MotoGP 20. Uh, tip 
as as of recording, code realize future blessings on the Switch. XCOM Camara Squad. So if you're a fan of the XCOM series, this is a PC exclusive dropping on April 24th. Trials of Mana is dropping on PS4, Nintendo Switch, and the PC. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about this game. And then the game I'm the most excited for, and, and that is a remake, by the way. Uh, and the game I'm most excited for uh, right now is The Predator Hunting Grounds drops on PC and PS4. Originally, it wasn't dropping on PC. I'm super excited. It is your 4v1 uh, Friday the 13th or um, Dead by Daylight style game where you get to play as the Predator and a, or a group of soldiers he's hunting. Uh, I'm pretty pumped for that. It's probably something I'm going to be picking up. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. I have a friend who's trying to get me to get Friday the 13th as well. He's even telling me he'll pay so just so he has someone to play with. He's like, I'll buy it for you. Uh, but I'm I'm pretty excited for this game. Um, I'm a big fan of the 4v1s. Um, like I said before, it was super bummer to me. I Evolve was one of my favorite games when it released. I thought it could have been done really well. Uh, but they just had a ton of development issues. So anytime I see a game like this that excites me, um, that looks like this looks like you especially can fight back a little more, um, I want to try it. And I'm a big fan of the the Predator movie series as well. Yeah, those are great movies. I haven't watched too much gameplay for this either. That's the thing. I'm just like, ah, it's Predator. I'll get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's but one of those. It's one of those games where I want to like. It, it's so hard, especially trying to do a gaming podcast and be informed and talk about news and stuff. But also at the same time, being a fan of games and trying to to like not know stuff and be surprised by things. That's all it was for yeah. Wastelanders because the follow community that I'm in, everybody talks about all the different podcasts and stuff and trying to not not find stuff. Like to try wanting wanting to be surprised because that came out last week and it's uh, I mean a lot of people like it it's Fallout Fallout seventy six and Bethesda has been kind of a, a divisive thing in the gaming uh, industry over the past year and a half um, yeah but this this DLC it's it was basically like a relaunch of the game which is really cool I streamed for a little a bit last Friday oh yeah I mean it happens you you saw if you saw the stuff with uh, like No Man's Sky that was that was a huge train wreck and that came Destiny's back and on both it. of their releases <laughs> yep yeah destiny was another big one and the games have come back and it's i mean it's part of the live service thing it's 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 a yeah. still a newer thing in the industry so the companies need to work out the kinks and mess around and especially they want to try new engines and porting in new things and going back and forth and i i, I know for wastelanders it's it's i mean it's still not amazing it's not perfect um it's it's a follow-up game, but it's not a follow-up game because of the whole MMO kind of, and it's different. I mean, I, I like it. It's, it's a lot of fun going on, and just I'll hop on for, I don't know, like a half hour or so and just run around and just scrap materials and get the, the cap the, the cap limit for the day that I can sell it for and hop off and do stuff like that. Um, it, it's, it was really interesting, though. Like, as soon as I, I spawned in after that update came out, I, I walked away from uh, my camp and I see just an NPC just walking down the street, just a random, a random person, not shooting at me, not yelling at me, not nothing at all. And just kind of dumby, dumby, dumb down the road. And they come up to me and they start talking to me. Hey, how's it going? Did you hear about this, whatever thing? And I'm like, cool, there's a person in here. Now let's see what we could do since there's NPCs. As soon as you turn around, I pulled my shotgun and blew his head off. And I looked <laughs> around, nothing happened. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Okay, so I could be kind of evil right now. Then I walked to another place and I went to pull my gun and I went, oh no, this is a story. I might actually die. So it, it's <laughs> different because it's a Fallout, like it, it's uh, the, the way that Fallout games were. If you did something like that, you walked into the bar or whatever, you killed an NPC, you could just go back and, and reload it. Now, because it's kind of just in the world, the rules are different. If you kill an NPC, they're gone. Like they're they're dead to to your character as far as I know, unless it's, I haven't messed around with it too much, but it's just interesting. And a lot of the games yeah. have been doing that lately. They've been going back through and changing stuff and uh, branching out because of how Bethesda was and how Fallout was. They changed. And one of the things I'm looking forward to that's coming out next week, I thought it came out, was coming out this week, um, is Gears Tactics comes out the 28th. Yes. I love yeah, Gears. Yeah, that's the one that wasn't on the list. That's I was I was playing that for a little bit before, before we started recording, and... Uh, I'm very interested to see because it's going back to that the old Fallout style um, 
like top down, you have a squad and stuff like how Wasteland is and XCOM and stuff like that. So it's going to be a very different game that I'm interested to play. I'm definitely getting it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's being compared to XCOM. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, you know, Polygon reported that it started out as a board game uh, that they were making, but it's, it's a newer squad too, which is cool. I love games mm-hmm. like this. Um, there's a couple Warhammer 40k games like this that I'm a big fan of, but as a board game player, I kind of want this to be released. Um, I'm looking at the stats and stuff, and like it looks like it's got Warhammer vibes, and I, I want it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's well, there, that. there is a, a board game for Gears of War, just like they yes. have the Wolfenstein and the Fallout, there's actually a lot of them, and uh you've been seeing that more and more with a lot of the games and it's kind of like a, oh, yeah. this is a game, a story-based game and stuff like that. But from this universe, you could kind of do like a D and D type thing with it. And yeah. seeing that more and more with games and some of these games are starting to branch out to do that. And it's they're not going to be there. They're, it's not going to be a top selling thing. Like a, a gears of war six title would be or something, but it's still going to be one of those, Hey, it's a gears yeah. of war game. Why not check it out? And it's really interesting to see. And I think that's actually going to bring the the people that are big board game fans into the gaming, yeah. the console and PC gaming world a bit more, which is nice. Yeah, for sure. Um, so with that, that wraps, you know, our esports and our, our minor news. Uh, what we really came together to talk about is a game that I think uh man we have a ton of history with um it shaped my early love for video games to be honest uh and the style of game that i played um and this game came out the first game came out a year before i was born in 1992 uh and that is of course mortal Kombat. uh arguably one of the greatest um you know fighting games of all time. People argue, I know there's a ton of fighting games out there with like things like Blaze Blue and Tekken and Street Fighter. Uh, but Mortal Kombat has always been the top of the list and um, was probably one of the most interesting early recordings of, or one of the most interesting uh, productions of a fighting game. Uh, it really... yeah was like the first of its kind between the gore, between the way they recorded the combat, like using an early version of like mocap, um, where they actually like put the fight, like these actors into the game um, and you were fighting as real people. Like Mortal Kombat was something very different. Uh, And the reason we talk about Mortal Kombat today is um, the Scorpion movie just dropped. The animated Scorpion movie, uh, done by a lot of the same producers who make the DC uh, animated films. And man, was it good and setting up for sequels. So in honor of watching that and coming up with something today, I said, you know what? Let's talk Mortal Kombat. So here we are. (laughs) I said almost everything Um, I could about it the first 10 seconds, but that's all right. There, I, I forgot how many Mortal Kombat games there actually were over... From from ninety two to nineteen, I mean, there's like a Mortal Kombat game at least every year. For from ninety nine to two thousand eight, there was a game every single year, basically. Yeah, every year. And it's funny because they're all, I mean, they're all Mortal your Mortal Kombat kind of games. Fighting, general fighting. There's been eleven since ninety three, but then there's mm-hmm. the other titles that were not your one fighting games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite Mortal Kombat games, just because it was so different, was was Shaolin Monk. Just because yeah. you, you played as uh, Liu Kang, uh, you you was like the character I always picked to play as. Um, even though he wasn't my favorite fighter for Mortal Kombat, but you, you would play. As, I played as him all the time, and it was just fun running around. But the the way that that game was set up was it was so different from other Mortal Kombat's because it was like a regular. Uh, I don't even it's know. An adventure it would be like game. an action game. Yeah, yeah, an yeah. adventure game, like an adventure fighting game, and it had a, a, a solid amount of story in it too, because you fought uh, Baraka, but it wasn't actually Baraka. It was like that species, whatever the hell they are. Mm-hmm. And then you fought him. Uh, you would fight like like actual Baraka, or when you fought uh, Sub Zero, 
it would be somebody from that ninja clan and then the actual fight for sub-zero would turn into that that classic mortal Kombat uh side side view screen and stuff but normally you'd be running around like a regular adventure game and everything and fighting and, and doing combos and it had uh it had co-op and it was just really interesting the way that they changed the game for that and then the following year it was armageddon came out and yeah. went back to that that more traditional uh yeah. fighting style and well shaolin monks wasn't the first of its kind um uh, it first we had on the oh my gosh on the nintendo um we got the Sub-Zero, the, the Mortal Kombat mythology is the Sub-Zero Chronicle game where you were playing kind of that more like side-scroller adventure as Sub-Zero. And yeah. then they released the third-person game for um, for PlayStation 1 where you played as Jax in Mortal Kombat Special Forces. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, a, it was the second. So it, yeah, Sub-Zero was 97. This was 1999, I believe. Special no, 2000. Forces was 2000. Yeah. Um, and it was one of the but favorite really didn't get wasn't on. That's yeah, that's the thing. They didn't get that much attention. No. Uh, and then Shaolin Monks was 2005. So they, and that probably is the most popular of those spinoffs, in my opinion. I know yeah. um, Sub Zero gets a lot of attention just because, like, the nostalgia of any Nintendo game. But um, Shaolin Monks ranked a lot higher, and it did a lot better. Uh, it was actually supposed to be a sequel at one point where you played as Sub-Zero and Scorpion, and that had gotten canceled, which was a super mm-hmm. bummer. Because um, I would like to see more games like that. But yeah, so, so there's been some other style titles. Um, and then Mortal Kombat has kind of dominated... This isn't like the first movie um, it, it has come out. There's been video game or tons of different animated live action YouTube series, you know. Um, so so this game's been existing for a while. But oh, yeah, the, the, the culture that surrounds it. Go ahead. No, 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 you're good. Um, but yeah, so the, the inspiration um, of this game is what's really interesting. Do you know what this game was initially supposed to be from? What, Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Um, I forgot the original name that they had for it. It was something extremely stupid. It was. Oh, what the hell was it? Oh, I should, well, I should know this. Off, it was based off a movie you should know more, more directly. Two movies you should know. Yes, I'm... I, blanking because I know the answer and I was just actually listening to a Mortal Kombat podcast like a week ago. So the uh, original game names included Dragon Attack, Fatality, Deathblow, and Kumite. Uh, But the movies the game was based off of, the initial inspiration was Bloodsport uh, and specifically Jean-Claude Van Damme. Which wouldn't surprise you the style and Johnny Cage is named JC for John Claude. Uh, and then the other big one um, is Big Trouble Little China. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if, yep. if, you've, if you've been a fan of those movies, if you've seen them, you would notice like, you know, the, the assassins, the ninjas definitely uh, match the three storms from Big Trouble Little China. Um, oh yeah, Raiden was straight right there. Like that's yes, you can yeah. tell it's exactly who Raiden was. Uh, Lopan, right? No, not Lopan. No, no, Lopan was a boss. Yeah, yes. Lopan but- was supposed to be um um, what's his face though? Like the way they the way that they set him up, it was oh, yeah. clearly like that's exactly where that came Thanks from. Soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, exactly where it came from. But yeah, so this game, it started out as a fighter and has developed this crazy lore. Um, so, you know, Mortal Kombat 1 came out in 92. Then we got, you know, 2 and 3. And now we're on Mortal Kombat 11 has been the most recent. And I know they're working on a 12 already, of course, um, mm-hmm. because it's what they do. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at it, there was, let's see. Mortal Kombat 2, then you jumped to 95, where you had Mortal Kombat 3. Then uh, at the end of 95, beginning in 96, you had Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, mm-hmm. uh, Mortal Kombat Trilogy, 
which is yeah. just Mortal Kombat 3. And it's then the what's the other one? Yeah. And then you had there was another one. Uh there's another Mortal Kombat 3 one that was in there somewhere. I forgot where it was. It was like based around Mortal Kombat 3. Once they started diverging and adding in um uh Mortal Kombat Advance was Mortal Kombat another remake of Mortal Kombat 3. Yeah. Because they started going into because it was after Gold came out and then Special Forces. Um, then they brought it back to the consoles with Advance. And uh or I mean, yeah. Yeah, and then they went to Alliance, which in- increased the the fighters in the tournament, increased the story, Deadly increased Alliance, the war yeah. and stuff. That- yeah, Deadly Alliance was uh oh man, Quan Chi and Shang Tsung worked together, and I think is that that's the game like right in the beginning they snap Liu Kang's neck and he's not a playable character, and you're like, What? No Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's the game where a lot because you had um, uh, what was the monk? So uh, yeah, the, the two the two main. I'm, I'm I should know because I grew up with these games and like we played them constantly at our cousins. No, not Kung Lao. Yeah. No, 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 no. The bad guy. Um, Shang Tsung. No. Uh, if yeah. if our cousin hears this podcast, he's gonna yell at both of us. Which one? Which bad monk are you talking about? Hold on, hold on. I'm reading. Go ahead, talk. I'll I'll find it. No, because I'm is confused. Gonna bug me until... Which? What is his abilities? <laughs> what is his powers? He fired. He fired the skull at you. Yes, Shang Tsung and Quan Chi. No, it wasn't Quan Chi. Yes, I said all of those names. <laughs> that was the first two. Yeah, Shang Tsung and Quan Chi right, so come together. They I'm kill. Thinking, I'm thinking of somebody Lukang. else. So never mind. Yeah, they kill Liu Kang uh, in Deadly Alliance. And then, um, and then it started to get weird. And then, you know, it went on. Deception came out, and then Armageddon, I believe, Liu Kang comes back as a zombie. <laughs> mm. And then we get uh, Mortal Kombat D- and DC Universe, which was a super weird game. Um, I didn't like that game. It wasn't Mortal Kombat because it didn't have the fatalities, but it did launch. Injustice, which I'm a big fan of, mm-hmm. um, especially because the Injustice comic books are absolutely incredible and one of the best long running runs DC has come out right now. Um, and then 10 came out, and I'm gonna forget what that was about. Uh, it was just like an outworld, it was about the kids and like you know that kind of happening, like and their kids coming up and fighting Shinnok. And then 11 came out now, and 11's where everything got weird. They reset their continuity, 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 and um, brought in time travel. So, like, Liu Kang and Kung Lao are back, and they see their evil selves that are, like, these zombie lich things. Um, and, you know, it kind of got to rewrite, not only bring the children in of Johnny Cage and, and Jax, like they did in 10, but um, now bring back some characters that they've killed off throughout the series and bring in some new characters and bring back Frost as a cyborg uh, and do a ton of new stuff, which normally I don't like resets like that, but I kind of like, like you could just bring back these characters for no reason. I like that they brought back these characters and, and gave it a purpose. Mm-hmm. See, I kind of look at Mortal Kombat like I do comics, um, as comics have different universes. And the comic for the comic books for like DC and Marvel and stuff, you have different universes that are known about, aren't known about to each other, stuff like that. Yeah. Then you have the TV, the TV universe, which is different. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have uh, the movie, the the movie universe, which which is different. And if you look at the history of Mortal Kombat, it, it kind of plays that same multiverse, different realm thing. And you've had different shows. Like there was a show I only had, I think, a season. And when I even gone to a full season, then what I canceled uh, earlier. Legends or Legacies? Yeah, on on Sci-Fi Channel, it was. Um, it was a YouTube show first with Michael Jai White in it. Or no, are you talking about the no, old, no. old one? I'm talking about the old one, like pre. Yeah. That- um, 
pre pre Luke Kang story, basically. Yes, it was it was a Kung Lao story. It yeah. literally it just had the name Mortal Kombat. It really didn't yep. even fit any of the stories that were going on. It, it followed it, uh, like very loosely on the Mortal Kombat video game universe, but yeah. it was it was like it, it was like more more uh, lore and ninja based and stuff. And yeah. then you had the comics that that had that um, went more in depth into it. No, it's not Conquest. That's the movie that's coming right now. Oh my gosh, what was it? I can't think the name of it. But then you had in like what was it like two thousand? No, it was Conquest in in nineteen eighty eight. Or 1998. It had, um, yeah, it had 22 episodes. Raiden was in it, but his name was spelled yep. R-A-Y. Shang Tsung. Yeah, and there was a bunch of characters part. we never even heard of before. Uh, yeah, it yeah. had a bunch of like smaller characters that were supposed to be like more lore based. But it was supposed to be like a movie prequel. Yeah, yeah, because they were building up after it was after the movies had come out and stuff. Um, but one thing I do remember, and I, I so wish, and the 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 community just went crazy about it was that youtube series that came out yeah that did what a lot of movies do well a lot of video game adaptations do and brought it into like that real world like the dude who played Rep, uh, reptile he had like an actual medical condition that's why he looked like a reptile but he was actually a, and, he, and he was a cannibal and uh the guy who who was baraka had like these crazy dreads and stuff and actually surgically yeah. implanted the swords in his arms and so they brought it yeah, more into like, like a normal tarkatan yeah, yeah. So they brought it more into like a real world kind of thing and put yeah. more I, I I guess you could say air quotes like science to it. Um and yeah. this was like a, a back alley uh uh underworld tournament and stuff like that. And then you had the guy who played Jax and he was getting the surgery done and it was it was a pretty decent little mini series and it was like Michael J. Floor. White, man. Michael J. Yeah. White was freaking Jax spawn. Yeah. You had uh, you had you had it leading up to everybody thought it was gonna be the, this is like the the teasers for the movie that was gonna come out or and then after the movie they said it was gonna be just a, a TV series and it was gonna be a limited YouTube series and it was gonna be a full and went back and forth for what like yeah. probably like five years and then they yeah. would release another little like four minute long clip everybody would lose their minds again and then another game would come out like where's our, our where's our live action that's what we want. Yeah. Yeah, it got like it was crazy. Like I remember, uh, Raiden was like in an insane asylum, and no one believed he mm -hmm. was a god. And like, uh, yeah. and it and it had a bunch. And I think they actually released it like a DVD collection mm -hmm. at one point. Um, but yeah, it never really made it anywhere. Um, it was picked up by Warner Brothers, uh, but it never like did too much, which is kind they, of a bummer. It's like if a cult classic. Yeah, if I remember correctly, they didn't want to take it into full production because it was going to be like, uh, kind of like the, the the whole thing that happened with Rob Zombie in a House of a Thousand Corpses. You would never be able to get an actual rating on it because they want it to be like full blood yeah. and gore of like, if, if you're going to punch a person in the chest and you're going to have a blade on you, like, this is what's going to happen. And I remember that was one of the things it I was talking about, like, they didn't want to hold back yeah. on the gore. They want to be that like crazy over the top. That was part of it, but what really it came down to was that people were vying for the the live action rights to do a full blown <laughs> movie. And at the end of the day, like honestly, movies make more money than TV shows. Um, oh yeah, we still have a you know there is a movie being filmed. Um, it's James Wan is in charge of it. Uh, who's more popular for his work with horror? Um, he did the the recent Swamp Thing series. He's done the Saw movies. He actually did a great job with the Aquaman film recently. Um, but and it's got a bunch of people already cast for it. It's it's a like not a lot of people that are known, but it's actually mostly that's, a um, a martial arts based cast. I believe the guy who they need. cast. Yeah, I believe the guy they cast is Kano was actually in the animated one he was Kano, but I, no, I'm wrong. I am wrong. But he's been in a ton of stuff. He looks just like the guy that they did in the, the YouTube series is Kano. Um, it is in post-production, so it, it has already finished filming. Um, and there's a lot they haven't released about it, like well, like Scorpion's in it, uh, Jax is in it, he's um, the guy who plays Jimmy Olsen in the Supergirl series. Like We have Sonya, we have Kano, 
we have Sub-Zero and it's specifically Bihan Sub-Zero. Luke Kane is cast. Uh, but, you know, there's not a ton of faces. It's not, it's a ton of no-name actors, which I'm kind of fine with. Um, yeah, it, and it's all, but it's all people who have like some sort of martial arts background, which makes me a lot more comfortable with it. Like, I wish there were more actors attached to this. Like, I want to see the cast from the raid in it. I want to see, a, like, the, uh, you know, um, it, the guy who I always forget his name. Oh my gosh. Uh, the guy who plays it, man, I would love to see him as Raiden, you know? So see for, for me, because we had, we had the Mortal Kombat movies that came out in, in the nineties and stuff. And they were the, 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 the actual combat in it was kind of that, eh, uh, oh, martial arts that for, for the time it was on par for a movie. Yeah. Huh? It was like that yeah, 90s, like... yeah, I would really like to see something that focuses more like it has it has a solid story, but focuses more on the actual martial arts and, and the combat and the different fighting styles. Um, because like if you know anything about the the lore around Mortal Kombat and the different houses and stuff, like the between all the different just the ninjas alone would make an amazing TV series that you could run a couple seasons on because of Oh, yeah. the, the fighting between the houses, between because I mean, yeah, like, you, yeah, everybody knows Scorpion, everybody knows the White Lotus, the Ling Kuei. Yeah, that's you know the characters. We don't understand like the the most people don't know the differences behind them, and just because there's another ninja that looks like Scorpion doesn't mean they have Scorpion's abilities. He's he's basically like ascended to a certain level and stuff, and it, there's there's a well, whole bunch that goes into it, so which is really the new, cool. The new animated series does a really great job at kind of giving uh, Scorpion a a backstory and like how mm -hmm. he got specifically the chains and the fire uh, and all of that, and it's all a backstory that's been like given before, but um, it's really well done. It's really cool. They actually give a lot of the characters a backstory. Um, they do some stuff with uh, Jax as well, which is super cool. Um, but they don't pay a lot off, which is my favorite part about that movie, is it's setting up and they actually leave it on a cliffhanger for more of those movies. Um, so we're yeah. going to get more Mortal Kombat media, which I'm all about. The movie was perfectly gory, um, but in still like a, a DC animated way, which I thought was really interesting. It looked like DC animation, minus the knuckles were a little chunky. It always looks like everyone's wearing brass knuckles. Um, but it, the fatalities, they did the x-ray, like everything. That's one thing I, uh, for the new movie for this coming out in 2001, because um, I really haven't seen too much on that either. I mean, I've seen some stuff, some stuff here and there. Um, but was that one of the things I talked about doing was the going in and doing the x-ray? Because x-ray in animation is pretty cool. But like if they actually did it with a live action fighting and going in, like that'd be sweet. It might get like cheesy though. Because remember, they've done it. It could in... be. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh my gosh. What? There was an action movie where they did it. Because I remember he like kicks the guy's skull. With Jet Li. Yeah. Was that the one? It was. was... Yeah, yeah. It was the one with Jet Li with. Um... Oh, the one. No, it wasn't the one. Okay. The, the one was. The one is, one is with him when he's killing himself. Romeo must die. That's what it is. Yeah, Romeo must die. He goes into it. and it was kind of yeah, it was kind of cheesy because they pulled it. That was straight straight from Mortal Kombat. Um, no, well, it was before scene. Mortal Kombat had done the X ray because Mortal Kombat really didn't start doing the X ray until later. Yeah. So, well, that's the like they they did the the small things like for the fatalities they did and that was about it. Yeah. Um, but like that's they picked up there, but that's why you really don't see it in too many. The only other movie that you saw that in was um, Eraser. I think. Yeah. There's a few movies. There was a few movies around the time, like early, early 2000s, late 90s, that had that X-ray uh, vision for, for yeah. sequence. It was there was that sweet kill in Romeo Must Die, but like if you over, if you, I, I'd be fine. If you with do it, it too like much, one cool kill for like yeah. the the final fight. But if the they final, did like the final boss and, fight or something, yeah. yeah. But it, it, yeah, it could get a little cheesy with animation. You can do it a lot, and it not be encumbering or be like oh it's like mm -hmm. oh, that's cool um but when you get live action and you start cutting into it's like too much cgi when it's not yeah. well done it's just... as long as it's done right like like finishing finishing moves and stuff like that yeah. but it, it all depends on how they're gonna do the movie 
Oh, I mean, right. like so, you, you do a finisher, you yeah. kill somebody, and then they come back two rounds later. Yeah. So game, let's let's do this. Let's let's bring in um, and, and pick a couple things here. Uh, out of all of the Mortal Kombat games, what is your favorite Mortal Kombat? Oh, um, I don't know. My my favorite one, I would say. The one I played a ton and had a great time playing was Shaolin Monks, just because it was so different. But the one I played the most I, was was probably four, because remember we had that for the computer. Yeah. That one, I think that because we used to play, we used to play him over at, at our cousins all the time over we at Scorchers. Armageddon. We played those games to death. PlayStation as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really, I I liked. I remember liking Mortal Kombat 4 a lot because it was the first real like 3D one. Yeah. And I mean, looking back at it now, it was terrible graphics and everything like that. But I mean, compared to at the time, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't really pick a favorite Mortal Kombat because I haven't played the new ones really that much. I mean, they look amazing. I've kind of messed around with them a little bit, um, but I just haven't. I'm not really that much of a game like uh, a fighter game guy anymore. Dragon Ball Z is about the extent, and even then, that's kind of it. Yeah, um, mine was three. I, I just remember playing three yeah. the most. Um, I always really liked three, and it's just nostalgic to me. I love the new games. I think so. I liked the other games when they came out, the 3D games where you could circle because I was a Tekken player at the time. So being mm-hmm. able to circle was super cool. Um, but I preferred, now that I've gotten back to it, I preferred, you know, the standard cons- uh, the standard fighting game, like face-to-face, no, no circling, no sidestepping, just straight-up combat. Uh, but 3 is also the one... I think I played the most on the arcade as well. So that's why I liked it. But yeah, like I have three and I, I do really, I think the new ones are just a fresher take, but on the, the old style and they do a really yeah. good job and don't overdo it. Uh, don't oh, yeah. have too many mechanics and everything. Um, next. I'm trying to think which, which one it was. Go ahead. I'm just talking out loud. Favorite character. Sub-Zero. Sweet. I'm a Johnny Cage guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I've always loved Johnny Cage. If I had to go second, I actually loved Striker for some reason. Uh, I don't know why. And I've always he was a poor man's Johnny Cage. No, he was just a fat dude. Like he was just a fat dude in a baseball cap, but he was out there doing his job. Um, and I'd always love to see him brought back the way he was. But but yeah, Johnny Cage was always my absolute favorite, probably because of the movie. But I always played as him as well. I liked the way he played. Um, do you have a favorite fatality? Um, no. <laughs> They've changed so much over the years for some of them. Even the old with the ones, graphics like an old getting one better. You can remember. Not, I don't know, not really. There, I remember, uh, I'm trying to think. I don't remember if it was if it was Noobs about or Smoke, who would basically like put the smoke around you and then like make, like the smoke go into you and then make you explode. I, I, I oh. think it was. I'm pretty sure it was, it was Smoke. But I don't remember which one because you had you had Ninja Smoke, then you had Cyborg Smoke, and then you had Noobs Cybot, who had pretty close to the same powers. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I it would probably be probably one of my favorite. My favorite character is is Sub Zero because his fatalities were great in um, um, the Mortal Kombat where they introduced having weapons. It was awesome yeah. because like everybody just kind of pulled the sword out of their ass. Basically, it's like you're yeah. like the chicks. You're wearing a bikini. Where the hell are you getting the the uh, the katanas and stuff like that? Like where are you getting your weapons from? Where you had uh, you you had um, uh, Sub Zero. He literally created his weapon out of the air so like yeah. he was always more a little bit more plausible plus growing up i mean we were always at the hockey rink my favorite sports hockey and yeah. you could literally create a hockey rink wherever you wanted to and and like that was why i love sub-zero and uh some of his finishers like the just the simple the simple fit finisher he uppercuts you and then creates a spike of ice out of the ground and you fall on it like 
it's so stupid, but it's so it's so effective. Like I'm not even gonna do any big crazy pull my my mask off and say you want. I'm just gonna punch you yeah. in the head and kill you. Yeah, I, I like I, I like the simple ones. Sub Zero, that or just a flat out, he would freeze you and then just kick you, and you'd break yeah. into a million pieces. Like those, they, they were interesting. And with with the graphics getting so much better and stuff, watching some of those simple. Uh, those, those simple fatalities were always good just because it's like, oh my God, it looks so much better. And oh, you can see the bones actually sticking out now. And they're not just yeah, rocks. There, and there's some wild ones now. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's some uh, that are completely insane. There was a new one. It was like a Jackson where he'd rip off your arms, stump your head, and then like mm-hmm. slam it so they looked like a T Rex and he put his cigar out. Uh, but that, my favorite. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, the some of the spawn because they they put spawn yeah. in uh, eleven. His some of his fatalities and his moves and stuff are just completely insane. But I yeah. have an issue with with them crossing in, putting like like Jason and 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 the Predator and stuff into those worlds. It's like you can't. I'm fine with it. It's it's. I, it's I like the... it, but at the same time, I don't. It was the same reason I didn't like Mortal Kombat versus DC. Like you're gonna have Scorpion versus but Superman. Really, that's not that, fair. That's because it's the same owners. Well, yeah, I know, I know why they did it, but I just don't like oh, no, that. And it is fair because Scorpion uses magic, which is you know more uh, Superman's weakness, which is what they kind of do. They do point at that. Yeah, yeah um, I guess. He, he's like, oh no, um, but it, I, I, I'm fine with that. I think it's a similar fan base. It's that those gore, oh, yeah. those gore freaks. Um, and, and honestly, they've done a good job with porting them in. If they didn't do a good oh, job yeah. with making them playable, but we got Terminator out of it, we've gotten to see mm-hmm. Leatherface, like some weird stuff. People that like those kind of things would never get to really see those characters in yeah. video games. And then oh no, I do, I do think they were done very well. Um, it's just some of them are just kind of like crazy over the top. Like these fights should never happen. That's just wrong. But you could do them for for battle simulators and actually have your characters fight out, which is sweet. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, one of my so my favorite fatality. That's where I was at. Um, I've always been a fan of the fan of the animalities and everything, and like the goofy mm. stuff. But my favorite fatality was the um, the classic Liu Kang arcade drop, and they brought it back in eleven. Oh yeah, where he would yeah. just beat the guy, and then the arcade would fall from the sky and kill him. Like yeah, he had the dragon one where he'd eat their head and what. But that was my absolute favorite one, just because it was so goofy and campy. Oh yeah, uh, but still brutal. And in the new one, it's a brutality, and it's just it's pretty insane. Um, so I, I really that's probably my all time favorite. Um, I think that is all the questions. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, do you have a character that isn't one of the standards that you'd want to see in a live action movie? I don't know. Um... Honestly, I, I really don't know. I would like to see them do a little bit more in depth with the uh, with the ninjas, just because, okay. like, I mean, I, I've always I've liked anime and and the Japanese culture and the Asian cultures with the 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 creation of where where ninjas actually came from, the fact that they were farmers, and that's the reason they have their weapons is because it was stuff that you had on the farm to begin with. They just modified and. I would like to see more done with the uh, the different ninja houses and more of that story. I mean, outside of the actual tournament itself, um, just because there is such a rich backstory that's there and and uh, the struggle that it goes through and then um, pull in more of the, the uh, other realms, like why these other realms are yeah, different, how all the realms come together. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. That was one thing they did in the old movies. In the first movie, I thought was really good. Was yeah. just the way that they, they kind of show they were showing the merge, like the Eiffel Tower is like now being pulled into this other realm, yeah. and it's they focus that I on, like on that. a lot lately. And they do, I think they do a good job of that in the um, the animated movie as well. Like Johnny Cage mm-hmm. isn't even aware of where he is. He thinks he's on a movie set for the first half of yeah. the movie, and it's incredible. Um, but yeah, so for me. I actually, uh, in the newer games, have grown to love Kenshi. I've always been a Nightwolf fan as well. Actually, Nightwolves would probably be higher on my list than Striker. But in the newer games, I always like to play as Kenshi if I'm not playing as, as Johnny Cage. Um, 
because Nightwolf wasn't really a playable character until recently. So I would love mm. to see him get brought into the fold. I think he's a really cool character. He's got a really cool story. Uh, and I, I, I think you just cast Keanu Reeves as Kenshi and everything will be okay. Uh, that's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he literally no, fits the character, so it works. He, he would. He, I, I think he could play that role very well. Um, it's well. That's the interesting thing too. With like, like you're talking about for the mo- new movie that's coming out, how they don't really have any big name actors, and just trying to think of like A and B list celebrities who I could see in some of those those iconic roles. Um, I'm so glad there really they, isn't many. They didn't though because yeah, they're not known for like they're like oh let's cast Chris Pratt as Johnny Cage. I'm like yeah that's cool on paper, but I, yeah like, that that could be good, but eh, not really. Like, can he do the martial arts? I, I need someone who's going to be committed to all of that. Uh, and and yeah. I think there's such a big martial arts kung fu community. Like if you've watched the Wu Assassins or Warrior or Into the Badlands. Like there's people who mm-hmm. can do this stuff. Like basically Nick Frost is basically Bo Raicho in Into the Badlands. Like um, this stuff can be pulled off. And I'm a fan of those kind of movies. Like Like I said, I love The Raid. I think The Raid is really great. Um, so, so I think, uh, like those kind of movies and those kind of shows have existing actors already, uh, stunt actors already don't get enough like attention. So let's bring them in. Let's just do that. Let's keep oh, yeah. these guys. Louis Tan, for example, uh, who is cast in this movie, um, is killer. He's a full-time stunt guy. Like he should have been iron fist in my opinion, but, but I, yeah. besides the fact, like you can, you can do this stuff without bringing in. Uh, full name actor or big time actors and i think one of the things is because it's a mortal Kombat movie people will go see it regardless um yeah people always think you've got to attach these big names to these movies like transformers gi joe i'm gonna go see it because i'm a fan of gi joe or transformers not because i want to go see this movie because the rock's in it sure that'll attract other people that aren't fans of those things but they have a big enough following as it is exactly Uh, put it out there and, and and they'll come um, yeah. With that, though, I think that wraps up everything I want to talk about. Uh, I, I, like I said, I love this game. I love the abilities. Um, Mortal Kombat's like one of my nostalgia games for sure. I know, I know, Matt Johnson loves it. We do a Mortal Kombat tournament anytime we do an event. Um, but yeah, it's it's we talk about it all the time, and, and I love this. Um, it's just so much fun, and, and fighting games are one of those things. I think. Um, that aren't as popular as they used to be because arcades aren't a thing anymore. Uh, but people still love and still have like a fan following to a lot of them. You know, you know, part of why I stopped playing um, fighting games. We would have we'd have everybody over at the house, and we would have like the Dragon Ball Z tournaments and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, how many controllers did I did we break that we broke oh, what yeah. seven controllers in one weekend just because of playing? Yeah, it wasn't like getting yeah. angry and throwing or anything. You're just playing the the with the, yep. the Kai battles, breaking the analog sticks, and yep. that's why I stopped playing fighting games because I kept on breaking stuff. I still love them. I still want like in our old arcade strictly for fighting games. Uh, I'm all about it. But with that, do you have anything else you want to add um, before we wrap this episode up? Um, keep an eye out for for streams on on Fridays. Um. I bounce back around. Typically, it's Battlefield, uh, but I've been playing more more Fallout with Wastelanders coming out and uh, trying to find other people that want to explore the wastes and find NPCs and be a settler and be good and try to build a community or be a raider and Who just kill everything. Who wants to explore my wastes? <laughs> you said it. <laughs> no, it's uh, Fallout's actually been been one of those games you get to get home from work and stuff. And even though everybody's in self-isolation right now and social distancing and all that stuff, it's like you hop on there and you don't come into people very often. And when you do, it's like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? So it kind of feels like the real world, but not at the same time, because then you pick up a gun and you go fight some monster. It's a lot of fun. Um, So real quick, I did miss things. Um, Gears Tactics, yes, was the 28th. Moving Out is the 28th. Soccer Wars is the 28th. Snowrunner is the 28th. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered is April 30th on Xbox One and PC and PS4. Uh, PS4 already released on March 31st. Um, and is then, it already on Xbox? No, it's not out on Xbox or PC. Just PS4. 
And Streets of Rage 4 is coming out to all consoles except for the Stadia on April 30th. And I love Streets of Rage. So, yeah, there we go. I could have, oh, I know what I saw. Okay, never mind. Mushroom. There was the, the pre the pre download uh now the yeah. pre download thing I saw. Yeah. But I haven't seen all the stuff pop up for, for Modern Warfare. Um yeah. one thing I did hear is that Modern Warfare or not Modern Warfare, Call of Duty 2020 um was delayed. I don't know how yeah. long it's been delayed. I don't even remember which studio is doing it. I'm pretty sure As this it year's be. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was supposed to be Treyarch this year, but I don't remember if it was them or if it was the other company since Infinity War. Just I forgot how they switched up because I stopped paying attention. Um, but my my thinking is they're probably gonna. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Infinity War, um, with everything going on in the delay, if they decided to release the remastered version of Modern Warfare Three um, on on what the release day would normally be the what like November tenth or whatever they usually shoot for. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Infinity War did that. Um, the time you can't yeah. yeah, it's right around there. Um, thought I saw something in the rumor mills about the, um, they actually already have part of the remaster done for Modern Warfare 3, so that wouldn't surprise me. Um, but yeah, there's there's been a lot of news by going back and forth um, with, with different remasters and stuff like that. Uh, I know we had uh, Resident Evil came out and they, it's been rumored and not necessarily confirmed, but basically confirmed by uh, Capcom that there's going to be a remaster for Resident Evil 4. In uh, it probably won't be 4. It'll be Code Veronica. That's my guess. Well, supposedly, supposedly from what I heard um, from Capcom is it's it's um, the people who did Devil May Cry 5 and the, re- remaster, the, the remake for Resident Evil 2 are going to be working on remaster from from resident evil 4. so um, what i saw all, was a all. who wants to see another resident evil game uh and if they're going for continuity and remastering uh code veronica is the only game that isn't hasn't had like a real remaster uh, yeah you know like resident evil 4 recently was ported to newer systems um, yeah so that's a possibility and code veronica is the immediate follow-up to following yeah that's the so same thing that, that i thought that makes sense. And then they've also, Capcom has also teased remaking Amanamusha and yep. Dino Crisis. Yep. And I saw a thing for Resident Evil 8. Yes. I think for, for next year. Because su- supposedly what it's looking like they're going to do is do like, with the new console coming out and stuff, they're going to do 8, uh, like 2021, and then the remake for whichever one, 2022, and then uh, basically, it's gonna be like every every other year, they're gonna be switching around, like a lot of the companies are doing, like EA was doing, and stuff like that. Because um, EA was doing that with Star Wars and Battlefield, so they had, so they had Battlefront one year, then Battlefield the next year. Um, yeah, that seems to become the the new model for a lot of a lot of companies that don't have crazy single player games. Um, so it's it's okay, take it or leave it. Certain companies, I wish they would take a year or two off and could just like come up with some some brand new concept for their games. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's one thing I think with Call of Duty is even though every game is pretty much just the same game over and over again, when it comes to the stories and the design around the game, because they have three different companies that work on them, like Infinity Ward's games are very different from Treyarch's games. And they have those, yeah. I think that's a good idea. They have the different studios working on things. So it's like every other year you have a game coming out, but it's still an annual release, which is pretty neat. Yeah. For sure. But um, I think that's that's about it for me. Sweet. So on that note, uh, I'm going to wrap us up. I may hop on and be streaming soon. It's been very crazy working from home. Um, I just don't have the same amount, kind of time I had before, as weird as that sounds. Um I have less time to game right now just because I'm kind of taking care of a lot of stuff. Um, So I'm going to hopefully start streaming again soon on here. Um, But until then, and until next time, don't forget to wipe.
Hey, Anthony. Yeah, Chris. What are you recording? I'm currently recording a Vinyl Divers podcast. Vinyl episode. Divers? What's that? Vinyl Divers is a podcast that I do where I talk everything music related from bands that are on vinyl that I've collected, uh, old vinyl that I found and purchased, to bands that I'm currently listening to on iTunes and Spotify because guess what? I can't afford all the vinyl that I want. But it's a vinyl podcast. Yes, essentially. It's a music podcast that started off as a vinyl podcast. Is there diving involved? There is diving into podcasts and vinyls. Where can I find vinyl divers? Find vinyl divers on the network app, BICVP-radio.com. Sweet. Keep diving. <laughs>